1: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
0: This is the Charity Stripe on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio.
1: And now, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. We are live on the Charity Stripe Podcast with your hosts, Alex, Josh, and Nick.
0: We're back, baby. It's the charity straw, pitch your free throws because they are free. Daily Stripe Wednesday, May 31st, 2023. It's the end of your birthday month, dude. It's over. Sorry to tell you. Break the news to you.
1: Yeah, I hadn't thought about that until you just said it. So there you
0: go. <laughs> Shows you how much you care. <laughs> uh end of May means end of baseball. We hit on that yesterday. Um, and just really, you know, just to hit get- end of baseball end of baseball of the month, meaning end oh, of two months okay. of baseball. Sorry, i yeah, yeah. got some brain fog today, but we're powering through to cross our T's dot our eyes uh, from yesterday. I really just, you know, want to reiterate how amazing the season's been so far and how exciting um, the new rules uh, and, it, and the, imp- the implementation of the new rules and all the players buying in, no one's complaining. And that, and that has been something no, the fans aren't complaining. The players aren't complaining. and, there was getting to be some sort of rift I felt amongst the players. You know, we saw Bryce Harper trying to make things fun again. Uh, Trevor Bauer back in the day when he was in the league, he was a very, he was, you know, one of the guys who was trying to add spice and add flavor to the game, whether, you know, you agree with her or not, uh, the way his antics, that his efforts were there. Um, but the way the game has, grown now you're seeing a lot of young guys uh come through across the board who are performing excellently um you're seeing a lot of superstars who should be having good years uh have good years you'll see a great home run race as it stands right now in new york with alonzo and aaron judge um i'm very curious honestly that's a great storyline for me like can you remember we um
1: i forget his name it's escaping. like who can be the king of new york kind of situation
0: yeah do you remember I mean, obviously it's
1: gonna it's always gonna be the yankee it's always gonna be judge mm-hmm. but if alonzo does uh out bomb him and hit more home runs um you know he can start making that conversation and and amplifying that narrative which we know that pete alonzo is a guy who falls in in the same vein as, as guys that you mentioned um prior like Harper who trying trying to bring more media attention more spice um, more kind of charisma sometimes they take the heel approach and I think Pete is he's no stranger to that he doesn't mind kind of being the heel um, but he's the polar bear you know like even just the nickname adds some level of interest I feel like sure. from from MLB fans
0: yeah and for me Pete uh, versus judge long long Gone Summer was the name of... I forget who we interviewed. He directed it. I got to look it up. But it was... Remember that? uh McGuire versus Sosa. Home run yes, race. Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll look it up too. Do you remember um, how excited
0: when, when we watched... Yeah, you got it. Look it up and I'll just vamp. I mean, you remember how exciting it looked when we were watching that documentary and just researching it? Uh, And to me... AJ Schnack. AJ Schnack. Yeah, really yeah. smart dude. Great guy. It, it To me, if... If we can get into like mid-July and both of these guys have 30, which is not unreasonable. Judge has played less than 50 games and he's got 18. He's on a tear. And Alonzo's leading the league with 20 home runs in 56 games. So between now – I mean, there is the all-star break. Between now and let's say July 20th, let's say both these guys have 30. That means they'll have August and September to get into the 50s. It may not be 60-something or 70-something. But it's still going to be very exciting to see these two, two you know behemoths in New York duel it out to be the home run champ. And as it stands right now, it's shaping to be that way. Uh, there's other guys who, again, the home run still is the most exciting thing. And I think with stolen bases being up, with games being up, I think it's also helping the home run become more exciting. You're not just sitting there waiting for that player. Nothing. Right, there's other plays happening on the baseball field that elevate the game uh, and elevate the interest uh, of the fans, uh, and so in turn, the home run has been, you know, has come, has even been grown uh, to be a greater feat in baseball, in my opinion. But there's other guys. I mean, who are challenging? You brought up Matt Olson yesterday. I brought up Jorge Soler. Muncie in Los Angeles uh, is is bombing away. Alvarez, who your pick Well, I think he was your pick to lead the league at home runs. Alvarez. Yeah, he was at the beginning of the season. He's at 14, so he's six behind. He's top 10. There's a lot of guys. I mean, Otani, obviously, Trout in the mix. who was Nick's pick. It, there's a lot of guys who are having awesome seasons, uh, and the power numbers are still there. The on-base numbers are up. Batting average right now, I mean, look, it'll go down. We have 15 guys hitting 300. You know, like, that's, that's pretty solid. Last year, we finished with 11. We finished with 11 guys hitting 300. The highest batting average was 326. Guys will go down, but Freddie Freeman, Bo Bichette, and obviously Arias uh, all above 330 right now. Um, and so I I mean, I honestly wouldn't be so. I, I would like those. Shout three out guys. to,
1: to Masataka for for your squad out
0: there. Yeah Macho, yeah, Macho Man's hitting 313. He's raising his average. You know, there's a, one of the more interesting trades of the offseason I felt was. Uh, and we can kinda of dig a little deep before we get into some hoops and some NFL and games. Uh and call we have a lot to cover today. But Dalton Varsho was traded from the Blue Jays. Uh sorry, from the Diamondbacks to the Blue Jays the for the yeah. yeah. For Gabriel Moreno, who was a top catching prospect and Lourdes Gurriel uh, brother of Yuli Gurriel uh, who has shown v- serious flashes of potential but has never really been a superstar and Gurriel is flourishing uh, in Arizona he's also one of the guys hitting above 310 Austin Hayes in Baltimore you know it's it, Adley Ruxman gets all the love um, Mullins gets a lot of love as he should Santander gets a lot of love but Austin Hayes has been phenomenal and then Rizzo, like you want to talk about, you know, lack of shift, how that's helped Anthony Rizzo. He's raised his batting average. I mean, last year again, it was what? It was two twenty four. Hit thirty two home runs. It was two twenty four. Now he's hitting above three hundred.
1: Yeah, but he hasn't, he's not really sacrificing that much of the pop. He's still got 11 home runs. So, yeah, exactly. So,
0: it's, he's put together another, you know, return to all star season. There's been a Brandon Nimmo again. He received a massive contract. And some people are like, is he worth, you know, is he worth that nine figure amount? And I I think he's proving to be uh, in that range of a nine figure guy. He's, he's been everything as advertised for the New York Mets. So, I, not honestly, outside of Nick's Padres, who won last night and picked up a win, there's not been, I'm not disappointed with anything or anybody in the season. Like, Jay, even Julio Rodriguez, who everyone thought, was, All right, he's making the jump, was a player of the week last week. Super slow start.
1: Player Needed, Needed a yeah, big time. Yeah.
0: Needed a big time for sure. Braves, every bit is advertised. Dodgers, Ditto. I think I do think the pods will crawl back uh, in, in some capacity. These guys will hit they keep, once Machado gets back, uh, particularly. Uh, I, I think it'll come to fruition. Really, on, honestly, the out of the Padres and the Phillies, there's been no real, no real disappointments, and I could be forgetting stuff off the dome, but there's been no real uh, disappointments. I've mean,
1: the mentioned them a few times <laughs> over the last few weeks, but the Guardians are have been a disappointment to me. I mean, that was a team that I picked to, to win the AL. Um, and I was trying to get a little fancy with the spices, but it was mostly just looking at that division and thinking that, okay, if they can top the twins, you know, they can, they can have a favorable kind of position going into the playoffs and make some noise. And they've got, they've got good pitching. They've got solid hit, like they've got a complete team, but they're just not getting it done either. Um, but obviously, the expectations were not quite as high as the Padres were. It's still yeah. the the glooming or the 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 glaringly obvious choice there of the biggest disappointments of the season. But Tatis had two home runs last night, didn't he?
0: He yeah, he's he's I mean he's been phenomenal on the way back. He's, he's playing uh, well. He's, he's, playing, he's well. playing really well. What did he do last night? He hit hit one, but Soto was two for three with you know uh, no one no he didn't homer. I think that was the other night, two nights a couple mm. nights ago. But he had an RBI. Uh, Soto had two RBIs. Carpenter, who's hitting 184, the ageless wonder, uh, but he had you know three ribbies, which is again you know, and they and he, they got to their bullpen, which is great. Their bullpen's been been pretty solid, uh, but I, I do want to say that with your Guardians, or not your Guardians, but the pick of the Guardians, like Bieber's been fo- Bieber's been good. Like he's not been bad, but he doesn't strike enough guys out. His strikeout numbers are grossly down. Logan Allen's been good. Cal Quantrill has been terrible. Uh, Class A has been solid, uh, but not the best closer in baseball. And then they lost Tristan McKenzie, who was supposed to be their number two behind Shane Bieber. He'll be back. But Ramirez, not great. Uh, Ahmed Rosario, not good at all. Andres Jimenez has been so disappointed. He's, he has a plus of work. He's such a good defender. But he, offensively, he's been absolute trash. And Quan Bell. You know, Josh Naylor, like their lineup just isn't hitting and not producing enough. And so this Guardians team uh, is just leaving a lot to be desired in in the in the run scored department. I think where are they in the AL? They are third to last. Oh, sorry. No, I lied. They're in last. Yeah, it's tough. They are behind the Oakland Athletics in run scored. So and they're plus my and their and their differentials, minus thirty six. So a little brutal. Not the Guardians. But outside the Guardians, I guess, we'll include them in there. We'll lob them in there. And, you know, Gar- Guardians, Cardinals, like, they weren't World Series contenders or maybe they you know, sneaky contenders. But I don't think they're in with the Phillies and, and, the, and the Padres. Outside of those four teams, no players have really been disappointing. So it's been very exciting to see this baseball season. Uh, Let's kick it to the NBA, dude. <laughs> Finals hit tomorrow. I was reading an article I've been reading a few articles, but one article I found so interesting was how this Nuggets team was constructed. Do you know this? You you know the story of Jokic in the draft. Uh, which one? The one. Stories. There is a few stories. Obviously, the Taco Bell story, him being drafted during a Taco Bell commercial, is is the you know is the not really team, a story. You know, that's just that's just that's like a, a, a fun fact, fact. To yeah. be iceberg. But he wanted to pull out of the NBA draft. Right. Go in, it's, and rather than going in the 2014 draft, he wanted to go in the 2015 draft where he probably would have gone higher because he stayed after his draft. He played in Euroleague, put up his best numbers by far. He probably would have gone higher and been a first round pick in the 2015 draft. Denver was the team that convinced him to stay and they took him in the second round. He, there was Yusuf Nurkic, who's a fine basketball player, off injured, but fine basketball player, was there. Jokic wanted to go to the bench because they were playing the two of them together. It wasn't working. Jokic wanted to go to the bench. They said no. They shipped U- uh, Nurkic off to Portland, which was a great decision by them. Uh, and they had a pick swap with the Knicks that ended up going to the Raptors. So in 2016, they had the right to swap the Knicks pick, which was ultimately in the draft, the Raptors pick. and Which was part of the mellow Mello deal, yeah part of the mellow deal and that player they selected with that pick was Jamal Murray who went later than anticipated in that draft. I thought that was pretty interesting. So that's how they got Murray and Michael Porter jr. Who was the number one recruit in, in uh, out of coming to college. You know, many right. people forget Going that. to Mizzou
1: committed to Mizzou. Number one player out of high school. Got hurt, got hurt and fell. Drastically, drastically uh, Not at the end of the decreased lotto. his, yeah, yeah, bumped bumped his stock for sure. I mean, I think that was a, at the time, it was still a risky pick though. There sure. was no, there was, there was a lot of upside obviously, because I think most people knew what he could do from a shooting standpoint. Um, But at that size to be, could he be a, a good rebounder? Could he defend and be a versatile defender that you could throw against, you know, opponents, threes, fours, maybe even fives. We didn't really know at that time. Um, I think one thing that's really impressed me thus far in this playoff run from him has been the rebounding. The rebounding has been there. Um, And he he still hasn't really gone like nuclear in any of these games, which maybe that's inbound um, against the Heat at one point where he rips off, like where he goes seven for 10 from three. And he has a near 30 point game. um, He might have to, I mean, if they are really, really game planning heavy against Jokic and they decide, okay, we will not let this guy beat us. um, You know, guys are going to have to continue to step up. And obviously something that Murray has been doing the entire postseason, but yeah, I mean, they, they took chances with each one of those picks, but they also knew what they wanted. Mm -hmm. And I think those are three guys that very much play basketball together and play it well together (coughs) and, and their skill sets make sense, right? You have the big who can create, you have the guard who can bring the ball up. Who's got a great handle ball on a string, but can also run a pick and roll with your best player, your big man, but they can switch roles in that, right? Like Murray could, honestly, Jokic could get a screen for Murray. Murray could slip it and he's a really good slasher, Um, you can pop Jokic, you you know, you can roll him, you can do so many different things. And then if the defense collapses in the paint, when you do dish it to him on a roll, that's when Porter Jr is out on the the wing or in the corner to hit the three. And that's when KCP comes into play. And then Bruce Brown just adds another element of a variety, right? Because what he kind of became in Brooklyn was another guy that can take that roller spot and do a lot of different things with it. And he was really dangerous with that floater back in Brooklyn. When he would roll, catch on the roll, Um, they had to make a decision. And he would either drop it down to Claxton, which has now become Gordon, right? The weak side dunker spot on this team is Gordon. They just, when those five guys are on the court together, they have a lot of different options. Um, And then, like I mentioned, if it's not KCP, then it becomes Brown. And then you just have guys that play good basketball, like Jeff Green. The, the core was there, right? Those three picks that you laid out. But these other pieces, as we've mentioned in conversations past, have changed, right? Mm-hmm. They've, they've been tweaked. It was Jeremy Grant, who looked really good on that team. He, he, became, he left. He left and got the contract with Detroit and then was playing all-star level basketball. I don't think he ended up making the all-star team, but he was averaging over 20 points. He's once again had a good season in Portland. They kind of unlocked him. Um, you know, Barton, I think, Dealt with some some bumps and bruises, some injuries, so they shipped him off. Same thing with Gary Harris. Neither of those guys could stay healthy. Um, and Barton's defense took a big step back. So they, you know, they opted for a guy that was a a surefire defender in KCP, Aaron Gordon, and they bring those guys in. But they were able to get them. Wait, KCP's value is never going to be just, you know, ridiculous. Where a team they traded they
0: they traded Monty Morris and Will Barton for him.
1: Yeah. Well, again, like I think Barton into going into that trade is not the same Will Barton from three years prior. But Monty Morris had really stepped up in the previous two postseasons. And at times, because Murray was out, he was one of their, you know, secondary or, or tertiary offensive weapons that they had to rely on outside of Jokic. Uh, undersized, too. So, you know, I think they were happy to move off of him, happy to move off of Faku Compasso. Not yeah. that those guys weren't you know, helpful pieces for this Nuggets team, but Bones Highland, If you go and look at that, like they bring back Reggie Jackson, who hasn't played much in the playoffs, but they lost a lot of the lack of size that they didn't have um, or that they used to have rather. So I I just think that it's been really intentional every single step of the way, and they deserve a lot of credit. And And Malone obviously being there the whole time, but Jokic and Murray and Porter jr all running together now for five plus years, like that makes a difference. And we see it on the court, but you have kind of the same conversations about the team that they're facing in the finals. Because the consistency is there from, from this team as well. And the intentionality behind the roster creation, the Miami heat know exactly what type of players they are going after to build their roster. And we've seen it with Harrow going down with Oladipo going down. Guys are ready to step up, but the guys that are ready to step up, They add a new flavor. What Martin does is different than what Oladipo does. What Gabe Vincent does is different than when Tyler Harrow does. Yeah, But it doesn't mean that when Tyler Harrow comes back, they're going to be any worse. It's just they know their guys so well that they know how to manipulate their lineups, their roster, their defensive schemes, saw them run more zone. They've run more zone this season than any team in the NBA has in the last 20 years. Now, I don't know if that's going to work against Jokic. My thought is, okay, they've been doing that the entire season. We might not see them run zone at all. They might have Bam manned up on Jokic the entire game. I don't know. Um, but just the trust that, that Spo and Pat Riley have in their team and the intentionality behind it is what makes, from a pure basketball standpoint, this one of the most interesting and fascinating series that we've seen in a long time. Then add in the narratives of, okay, Jokic hasn't, he's won two MVPs of the last three years, but he hasn't won a finals. He hasn't been to a finals. The Nuggets haven't been to a finals. The Miami Heat have been to the finals three out of the, or two out of the last four years. Eastern Conference finals three out of the last four years. So seven,
0: seven since 06.
1: Seven since 06. I think now Spo has tied Pop for how many times he's been to the finals. You have to check me on that, but I think that's true. Uh,
0: just in any, just not as the head coach, just as any. Well, he has five with Duncan, and he
1: has.
0: He didn't have one before, did he? Did the Spurs go to the finals without Tim Duncan? And they lost to Miami once. So they appeared in the
1: NBA finals six times 99, 03, 05, 07, 2014. I mean we're talking about the the guy that's acclaimed to be the best coach of all time. Like for a lot of people, at least in our generation and maybe 10 years older than us, like undoubtedly the best coach of all time.
0: No, I think Spoe's in there. I think I think you can make the argument that Spoe's better than Kerr. Maybe. Like Kerr walked into like a really well. Both walked so into real both walked into very not, strong situations. That's
1: not true. Spo didn't walk into that. He coached two years before he got LeBron, Wade, and Bosh.
0: That's true. So he was gifted a, a very good situation, but I think what Spo has done in there—I mean, there was a time where people wanted him fired. You remember that? Yeah. People wanted him out. Like they lost to the Mavs even before then. They were like, "This is not the guy for this job." And they stuck with him even after they lost that finals. He came back won two in a row, went back and lost to the Spurs for, for Timmy D's last. And then now with this new iteration of the Miami heat, this team is literally outside of Jimmy Butler. There's been no major splashy free agent signings. This Denver nuggets team. There's no splashy free agent signings. Like every guy's been traded for, it, honestly, like the Gordon and the, and you can look at the Gordon deal. Like, wow. Okay. It was like a first round pick RJ Hampton and, uh, something but nothing you know so gary harris right gary harris was in that deal like that's I not like ma- he had to match his salaries yeah but that's like not a That's like not nothing. that wasn't at the time nothing to give up but like, that was like a. that was like okay rj
1: hampton could be really good could be but they but clearly they knew exactly what they were doing it was basically a swap for a first round pick i mean i i don't want to diminish gary harris like that because i actually think that maybe over the course of the next three years like he could become a contributor like a an eighth man on a competitive playoff team because i think he still has that in him i really liked him at michigan state he's a good shooter he's a little undersized but he can defend pretty well against other guards six six four about um but which is wild that i say that that's undersized now but that's just kind of like the modern nba and how big he some of these been guys in, are and how he would have been
0: good in phoenix Like he would have yeah, they could have
1: really used phoenix they honestly they should look to try and get him and acquire him um, if the the Magic don't want to kind of keep him in that locker room as more of a veteran presence. But, yeah, I I mean, it's a great trade. And you don't know it at the time, like you say. And there were still hopes for R.J. Hampton. But we've seen guys like that come in before. And how different is he from Frank Natilakina? N- like, realistically, they're both really athletic. I, I would even say, like, at least the one thing you knew that Frank had, RJ didn't have, right? He was kind of the offensive version of Frank Kilikina where Frank had the D, but he didn't have the offense and he didn't have the shooting. RJ had the athleticism and kind of the, the slashing ability. Didn't quite have yeah. the shooting when he was coming in. Didn't really have the defense either. Um, but unfortunately, you know, it hasn't really panned out for him for becoming who we thought he could become. Um, but a good move by the Nuggets. A really good move. And Gordon has been playing the best basketball of his entire career. And more importantly, he's just the right guy for this offense, for the fit with Jokic. Yeah. yeah. And he allows them to move away from having to pair Jokic with another seven-footer, but because he still gives you that versatility defensively, but he's a better shooter than a lot of those other big men are. He moves so much better than them, but he still has the same vertical ability to get to the rim and, and challenge guys defensively and offensively. So, uh, yeah, I mean, like I mentioned yesterday on our show, I'm really interested to see what the Heat do defensively because they have a clear size problem. They had a size problem against the Celtics. But you know, now it came out that Rob will was sick in Game Seven, so maybe that's why some of the minutes were um were were less in that game. But he showed some really efficient flashes and you know, I just want to point out that like there's not many bigs like Rob Will with his vertical ability and what he can do. Um, he's not the same he's a bigger guy than, than Gordon. He is a a true five. But, you know, we saw him get a lot of work done in the paint when Al was out there, when Tatum was out there. And if Bam is the primary defender on Jokic, do we see a lot more Zeller minutes in this series. Do we see a lot more Kevin Love minutes in this series? That's kind of how Spo has played it thus far. Is he's he's been very matchup dependent in his rotation and his minutes allocation. Martin did, Martin played thirty five minutes a game in the Eastern Conference Finals. He hadn't played more than twenty eight minutes per game in the previous two rounds. Now I think maybe for him it's like okay this guy's a different player now so you have to play him thirty plus minutes every well, game. That's the
0: beauty of what they have. They get to ride right. the hot. They have so many guys. Okay, who's the hot hand? I'll ride the hot hand until it's not hot anymore. Like, if it's Gabe Vincent, this series great. If it's Struess, if it's Caleb Barton, like the way they're built is and the, Love Lowry. You think Love and Lowry like where am I? They're not. they years. No, oh, they're past ready to where... go.
1: They're, I mean, look at Lowry. The sh- the shots that he hit. He hit that really tough turnaround. Uh, the fadeaway at the elbow, which was like at a crucial point in the fourth quarter against the Celtics, those guys are ready to go. Always, I want Kevin. I want Kevin Love to be a coach one day. Do
0: you? Yeah, the fact that he knew this, everyone know if you people thought he was nuts for leaving Cleveland. People thought, yeah, we need lead. like a
1: good expose lead. on that.
0: What do decision. you do? Like, like yeah, like you, you're, you're leaving Cleveland with Garland Mitchell, both all-star level players, defensive player of the year, candidate Mobley, Jaron Allen's a former all-star playing great basketball. Like they're the, the Miami heat might not even, you know, make the playoffs. They're barely, a, they're a play-in team. Like they would, why would you leave the Cleveland Cavaliers to go to the Miami heat where your minutes are not going to be that, that much better. And he look he wasn't like a dominant force by any stretch of the imagination in the Eastern conference finals yet he made the right move. I would an expose on why he left Cleveland, like a real, you know, deep dive the, on why he left that. That's yeah. Yeah. Andy would be great.
1: The answer at the time was he wanted to play more minutes. Um, I mean, look, I think in the, while the move is happening in the buyout market, like of course, as we often are like prisoners of the moment, you know, the heat did get to the Eastern conference finals last year. They were the number one seed. The calves, this was the first real year where they blossomed, right? And yeah, but they
0: were blossoming. They like th- that was like, dude, like that was last year, though. Like you said earlier, like why is Marcus Smart no, no, talking no. about last year? Like, that was last year when they went to the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, no, I know, but but, but not
1: much changed from a roster personnel standpoint for the Heat. They have Eric Spoelstra. <gasps> it's not like Kevin Love doesn't know what kind of coach he, even though he hasn't been in a locker room with him before. He's been he in a locker under- room with LeBron, right? and he's really good friends with LeBron. So maybe there was a conversation there. I don't know. Um, I'd imagine if there was a conversation there that we'll probably hear about it this series from LeBron because he's got to chime in and and get some sort of uh, imprint on this series, even though he's not actually on the court. But I guess my point is is that like Kevin Love saw this Cavs team the last four. He knows what they are. He knows what every single one of these guys in the locker room is. He knows what every single one of these guys is on the court. And that doesn't mean that he doesn't believe in them, but he might not believe in them right now. And I think clearly if that was his sentiment and his thought process, he would have been right because they were not ready and they, they are too young and they have a lot of growing to do before they can truly contend. Um, and he, he, trusted, you know, the, the vets, the guys like Lowry, the guys like Jimmy Butler. And he was like, all right, I might as well just like, I'm going to take a crack at this. Cause I, of course he doesn't know. Right. Like he, no. Yeah. There's, we, we love to, everyone loves to be like, Oh, I was certain about this. I was certain about that. Even the players, of course, the media, but for a lot of it, you never really know. Um, I do think it was interesting. I was listening to uh, Ryan Russell's pod yesterday. He was talking about how 10 out of 10 times, if this is your matchup in the finals, he's always going to pick the nuggets, no matter who the team is, whether it's the heat or whether it's some other version of an eight seed. And I get what he's saying, but I will say, and in some of what he was pointing to was like, look, like things that we've talked about before the point differential in the regular season for this team, like they, they almost lost the bulls uh, in that second play in game. They were down 10 points in the fourth quarter and came back. If certain shots, you know, fall a different way, like maybe the heat don't even make the playoffs, of course, but it's all circumstantial. And at this point, I think we can be honest with ourselves enough to know that teams in the playoffs are different than teams in the regular season. And especially a team like this, who has been there before, who has that pedigree, who has that veteran presence in their locker room, a guy like Eudonis Haslam, who, guess what, has been there for every single one of those uh, finals appearances that Spo has the entire time. They basically got two coaches in that locker room, amongst other guys, Chris Quinn, who's the most tenured assistant coach who unfortunately the way that the coaching carousel is breaking down might not even get a head coaching position. Um, But he will then be a very, very highly sought after candidate going forward. But I just think, okay, what's, what's their point differential now, right? Like how is this team shooting from three now? How effectively and efficiently are they playing offense now? It is a completely different team.
0: Uh, Yeah. I mean, we said it yesterday. It doesn't make they, it less
1: amazing, though, what they've done. What they've yeah, done, but they're amazing. They were a bottom four
0: team with some crappy teams and player miss games. Like they missed a lot of games. Their players missed a lot of games, right? And Rosillo needs to rewatch Miracle if he's picking. A which team he, 10 which out he of knows know, he's he, picking it. If he's picking a he, team ten out of ten times, he's never. He's got to rewatch the, the Herb Brooks speech, which we would gladly show him uh if he would come on our show, Mister Rosillo. We'll, we'll we'll send you this as a as a preamp. Yeah, I'd love to
1: talk to him about it. Yeah. Uh, no, I think it's funny. The only Believe host that correctly predicted the finals breakdown was Anthony DiNardo, the Believe in Heat host. Go check out his show. And of yeah. course, uh, Chief Believe Officer Bron Husenstam commented on his tweet, being like, "I told you so." And Bron was like, "Yeah, I mean, it's a Homer pick, but way to go." <laughs> Which, like, it is a Homer pick, but oh yeah, know, I, Anthony believes, and I I believe as well. I'm not. I know I said when we made our (coughs) predictions yesterday that they're going to win. I need to really like watch one game. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not ready to watch. But I will be – I'm not going to be disappointed if either one of these teams wins, which I feel like is great to not have any uh, horses in the race on this one and just kind (laughs) of like watch objectively, which I'm interested. Are you in that same boat or because they knocked you off, would you like to see the Nuggets and Jokic win?
0: No, I'm always in the same mode as you. It's like, I need to see a game before I'm really going to like call this thing. No, I no, but to... who
1: do you who do you want to win, though?
0: Oh, uh, Miami. Really? Yeah, the, Jokic will get back. He'll get back. He'll get back. This is – I don't – I really – this is it, man. I don't know how many more times Butler can do – I want Butler to get one.
1: Okay, but – I this know. Is the, this is the same with the Celtics, too, and the, yeah, maybe I'm, the maybe... mindset behind keeping Jalen Brown – if the Heat come into next season with the exact same team, if the Celtics come into the NBA season next year with the exact same team. I
0: don't think they will. I, I, think, I think Brown might go ahead. Sure, Minnesota. sure.
1: But just play hypotheticals with me. Sure. Who's better than either of these teams? Milwaukee. Okay. Fine. But, if they, but they very well could lose Middleton. And then are they still better?
0: Yeah. They'll replace him.
1: They're better than Boston. They're better than Miami. Dude, what's what,
0: what what showed you? Yeah, I mean, yes, but what showed you about Boston? You're like, oh, I'm like stoked for this team. Nothing, like honestly, as the as the more I sleep on it, the more I'm like, I saw, I'm I've sh- seen, I've seen three trades for Jalen Brown. Someone threw three trades out. Okay, we threw the they threw the Portland deal out. Sure. Simons and Brandon Miller for Jalen Brown. Oh,
1: interesting. Okay.
0: Which I really don't hate as much as I want to hate it. I don't hate it as much as I want to hate it because guess what? If we do that, we get to keep every piece around Tatum, and we get a young Brandon Miller. But we just re- we just
1: who like might end up being better than this is he might be end up being better than Jalen Brown. Like we don't know. Could be. He's a wing. I he saw, can shoot and he can defend.
0: I saw the Carl Anthony Town swap, Huh. which. Again, like, I really wanted to hate – I really wanted to hate it. I really wanted to – and I saw some BS if, if that's If picks, that's what
1: you're going in, I just – you might – if you're getting Cat, you might have to trade Marcus. You might have to trade Marcus and tell either Derek White or Malcolm Brogdon, look, our offense is going to look completely different next year. Why, is that, one, why does why does why
0: does Marcus just out of curiosity why does Marcus why, in your well, mind why is let, yeah, me, let right.
1: me let me let me in one of you two guys Malcolm or Derek White and in that position I'd probably pick Malcolm based off of his past performance and how he plays and say you are our point guard you are the point guard of this team Malcolm now would be coming into his second year with the Celtics the first year it's hard like you're playing with guys that have played together a while Rob and Marcus, and Al, and Jalen, and Jason, you can't come in there and be the point guard of that team. Marcus Smart's the point guard of that team. But guess what? Marcus Smart doesn't bring the ball up every single play. He doesn't facilitate offense. He turns into a catch-and-shoot wing guy when they were playing the offense that they played this season. So I think rebranding the offense, and obviously when you add an offensive piece like Cat, adds a total variety of it. But I think it has to start with, you can't say, okay, we're running point Tatum with with cat i think you have to go malcolm you are our point guard you run the offense tatum you're going to attack off the wing a lot more there will be possessions where with 10 seconds left we get you the ball at the top of the key or you know 25 feet from the basket we run a pick and roll with you and cat and you you go make something happen but i just think they have to completely rebrand and restructure how how they play offense
0: i and i think okay Okay, and I so... think with
1: I think if Marcus is on the team still, there is a it's forced that he has to be the point guard or at least like the identity point guard of the team.
0: So, who's more valuable
1: to you, Cat or Jalen Brown? Uh, Jalen because of durability, and right. because he's been deeper in the playoffs. So, what about Cat? Cass- and versatility th- defensively as well.
0: I think the deal was then. I think it was. Jalen and Grant Will for uh, McDaniels and uh, Carl Anthony Towns. Which
1: I think Grant will... Williams is just going to sign somewhere else. I don't think y'all are going to be able to.
0: So I would do Jalen and, and such Pritchard, some other things for Kat and McDaniels. And I'd be okay with that. Then we needed size. Like we needed size in there. And I think, I think, I don't think the Gobert Cat thing is working. I think Cat could be gone regardless. Honestly,
1: yeah.
0: I think mean, Cat Cat a... Cat could go for the third overall pick.
1: The third overall pick
0: He Port. He could I... go to Portland.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you're if y'all are trying to make a deal with Portland, you don't want Dame. And that's not what I saw. Yeah, 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 I got you. I got you. And then what was the third one that you saw?
0: Some BS Spurs one that was like just Kelvin Johnson, McDermott, and multiple first-round picks. It's like, oh, thank you. As much as I like Kelvin Johnson and McDermott, actually. I wanted McDermott in the Derek White deal, if you re- remember me saying that. But yeah, just always. not enough. You take the shooting,
1: know. always. Yeah. But you have Gallinari, and he comes back healthy next season. Which would have made uh, a
0: massive difference, honestly. But, but okay.
1: Folks. But if you keep Jalen Brown in the heat, don't lose anyone and they get healthier, even though Lowry gets one year older, Kevin Love gets, I don't really care about that. Cause they're not really playing heavy minutes in the regular season or in the postseason. They're just additive pieces that step up when they need to, which they will continue to do until they retire. Cause that's just who they are. Those guys both have rings and they were former all-stars and the Bucks lose Middleton. I think at that point, it's a three headed monster in the East, the 76ers, I know that they have Nick Nurse. I don't trust that team. I don't trust that team as far as I can throw them. Okay. And especially if they lose James Harden, then I'm, I'll am i go out and straight up say that they're not as good as those other three teams. Then the Cavs still have room to grow, and they definitely need wing depth and wing help there. Unanswered questions. The Knicks don't have a star. Brunson, they have Brunson. He's a star. He's not a Superstar. And they don't have enough pieces around him. The Randall situation, like I just RJ Randall <laughs> Brunson, that's that's not the trio that's going to get you past those those top three teams. Agreed. And then everyone else can get better, but they're not going to be as good as those three teams. I mean, viably, like those three teams can compete for a championship in the East and win the East the next two years.
0: What do you think of? Yeah, at I least agree. one at least one more year. With all that, what do you think of then, like Marcus Smart and Rob Will for like Miles Turner? Are we downgrading, yeah. or is maybe, that like
1: maybe if you can get like a uh, McConnell, if you can get a McConnell throw in in that trade, because Pritchard's probably gone anyway. Um, I know maybe you don't just to have another guy who can go in and play defense
0: is is a is a Duarte
1: by low worth
0: it or not even really. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean you like you tried to make it work with Nemhard. He just wasn't the guy at the time. You bring Nemhard back? Isn't he in Indiana? Andrew Nemhard? Yeah. He's in or Nembhard. not no, sorry, not Nemhard. Um no,
0: he was the rookie last year with, with who's Indiana. your was who's gosh. your
1: shooter? Who is the Oh a Norwegian the Band- buyback with uh, Aaron Nismith? With Neesmith.
0: I mean, I I really wanted Niesmith to be good. I was bummed. I mean,
1: he played much better this season for the Pacers. He looked way more confident. The shot was there some flashes of what you guys saw in him when you originally drafted him.
0: Yeah. He was ripping more threes. Like he was given an opportunity. He had a green, he had way more of a green light and way more minutes.
1: Of course. Yeah. He's playing 11 he not, minutes. a game good. last year.
0: Yeah. He's playing 25 this year. I mean, yeah. I mean, something like that. I would, I would be, and then we keep Jalen and we get miles Turner in the mix. Who's still strong defensively, but it brings a lot more offensively than just a rim runner. In well, the
1: and, and you don't have to play like you're not worried about having to play Al more than 20 plus minutes in a playoff game.
0: Oh yeah, because you run Turner, Tatum, Brown,
1: White, Brogdon. White and Brogdon. Yeah. And, and, you're gonna, and Al and you're can, can in come up Al can come off the bench and that's kind of where he feels like he's at now at this point. Yeah, he shot
0: the he shot the three at a too high of a clip for in the regular season. Yeah.
1: I just also think like he's he's gotten older and and it was noticeable from a from a stamina standpoint in this playoff run.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, all right, well, I'm stoked. It's gonna be a good finals, man.
1: Uh, it's gonna be a really. Let's, uh, really... You let's play a get, game. Well, yeah, we can play a game. Um, and we'll talk about the horns later today.
0: Yeah, you do the horns okay. later, Okay. Maybe cover the horns later.
1: Unfortunately for anyone that's listening, we'll go go check out our horns up pod, Talking Texas. Typically we have Nikki Snacks and Quan Cosbiano, probably just me, me and Josh today, but Ron Holland, who is a former commit to the Texas Longhorn basketball team, five star, not going to Arkansas, which we appreciate. One of our all time rivals going back to the Southwest con- Conference days. Uh he's going straight to the G League. So of all the places I, I hate to the go on. G- I hate
0: when players go to the G League, it's such a bummer.
1: It is a bummer, but I'm okay with it because he's not going to one of our rivals. It's
0: very true, very very true. Um, all right, well, I always give you guys the name game. I always put you on the spot. I always leave you hanging. You especially, I think, maybe because people have such high, you know, faith in your intellect. People give you a hard. Just, people my, give you a hard
1: time. People give you just, a hard time. They overrate my takes, so they overrate my skills at being quick, <laughs> quick, quick with the wit. That they, that they do. That they do. Um. All right. Uh, you give me a name. Do you, you
0: have 30 seconds ready? I can get 30 seconds ready. I yeah, get 30 seconds ready. You give me a name, first name, last name, some kind of name.
1: And I'll give it my best go. All right. Pulling up my timer. Okay. Josh, are you ready? Yes. Let me make sure I'm ready. Okay. Your name? Mm? I'm changing it. I'm changing yeah. it on the fly. I, I, yeah. Okay. I got it. I got it. Ready? Yes. Your name is Tyler. Tyler. Um,
0: Tyler. Uh. Tyler yeah, Sagan, Tyler Sagan on the stars. Yep. Okay. Really? Nice. Like that's a disaster to start to begin with. Uh, Chris Tyler. I don't know if that's a name. Uh, uh, Tyler Tyrone, Tyler Thomas, Tyler Jones, uh, Tyler Lee, Tyler. Tyler Anderson. Oh my God. It was tough. What did I miss? What are the good Tylers? I think I was, what did naked. you get?
1: Were you just naming names?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think I had Tyler Anderson and Tyler Sangin.
1: Um or Tyler Harrow. Right. Yeah, Tyler Harrow would have be been a good one. Um Tyler. Stephen Steven Tyler. This might have been a harder one than I anticipated it was going to be. Tyler
0: Hansburn, Tyler Zeller, Tyler Johnson, Tyler Ewless. It would have been a good one six years ago. Yeah. Um Let me let me see if there was any football players. Now I'm curious. Hi, okay. Tyler that Wilson. I mean, okay, sure. He, <laughs> Tyler Lockett, Tyler Boyd, Tyler Higby. Yeah, there's Tyler a Eifert. lot. There Tyler are. Yeah, he just
1: went wrong. Sport first, I think.
0: Yeah, I just went wrong. I mean, the thing is, is like there were no, there were no. There's actually like, mul-
1: there's actually multiple Tyler Johnsons. There's okay. Tyler Johnson, the hockey player, and it hit one though. The
0: Hooper. Um Isn't there a Tyler Johnson in the Bucks too? Receiver, my tripping? He went to Minnesota.
1: Yes. Right? Okay. Tyler so, Johnson. Yeah, people are really high on him, actually. They were they Tyler were like,
0: Glasnow, Tyler O'Neal, Chatwood, Clippard. Remember Tyler Clippard? Yeah. Mm mm. You don't remember Tyler Clipper with the glasses?
1: No. He's good.
0: He's a reliever. You'll remember what about Ti- you remember
1: Tyler Bray. <laughs> was the, the University was that of Tennessee quarterback? Tennessee
0: quarterback, yeah. Yeah. Tyler's brutal. Jesus. All right, I'll take it to the dome though. I'll wear it. I'll wear it. Yates.
1: That. Yates.
0: Yeah. Sure. Tyler. Not Tyler. Tyler Green. Tyler Green. I mean, I don't know. Why
1: yeah, he know. He's just man, a right.
0: baseball player. Tyler Clippard was—he uh, He never played for. was the—he Ma- was
1: the Mets reliever.
0: Yeah, he did a stint, but he was mainly for with Washington. He did a—he did do a stint
1: in. in New York. I do remember. I remember him. Yeah. He was an all-star. Glass now.
0: Glass now. Yeah, that was a good. One. It's just like it's so. That's, that's
1: one where there's not a lot of like heavy hitters where you like. shit. There's a lot of guys named saying. Tyler, but not a a ton that are like historical greats in basketball baseball NFL. if you
0: hit me with like michael
1: i could have gone Michael. Okay, that's like the easiest name ever
0: michael jordan michael
1: lorenzo and miguel i could have gone the miguel route and really been cheap i think that doesn't count though yeah, just for future counted. for future times where we play this game i think you can't rip a miguel on a michael
0: yeah i i completely agree i completely agree <laughs> all right well let's send everyone packing you and i will hit horns later but this is the daily strike are you still thinking of tyler's i saw you uh, yeah kind Kind of
1: of, yeah Yeah. Uh, tyler freed yeah right who's who's
0: tyler who's free
1: tyler Freed? Freed? is that a guy i know that might be a guy (laughs) (laughs) no there's a guy named tyler who's tyler freed why did i just say that
0: yeah let's let's play next time you know how he did actor baseball player
1: is it my boy or a baseball player? Is he a
0: kid from my high school or a baseball player.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. That's great. Um, I can play that with you right now. <laughs> that's so funny.
0: That is so funny. We'll play it, we'll play right. it. next time with Nick. Uh, yeah. I'll prepare some. Cool. All right. Fans out there, free throws, hit them. See you next time. Daily Stripe.
1: Welcome. We outa. <laughs>